As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler for your Wednesday night update. Coming up, it's rivalry week and things got testy. The Warriors win one late and the Sixers handed it to Ben Simmons. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Mark, usually not a good thing to just throw the ball all over the gym, but somehow the Golden State Warriors are able to survive 21 turnovers and a Steph Curry ejection to pull out a last-second victory over visiting Memphis Grizzlies, 122-120, to thanks to a last-second layup by a cutting Jordan Poole. It was a great sideline out-of-bound play. Yeah, I think tonight was kind of punctuated by uh, unexpected ejections and uh, heated texts all over the place. I think uh, Sixers Nets had like seven texts, something like that. Willie Green got tossed for the first time in his coaching career uh, in in Pell's Wolves. Weird night in that regard. Um, But I think exactly like you hit on, uh, Jordan Poole was awesome tonight. Um, which continues a trend where he, he, I mean, he's been on a heater since just, uh, just about Christmas when, you know, he was looking pretty wayward to start the year and came up absolutely massive for them in, in every regard tonight. Yeah, absolutely. He was a game high plus 15 for the Warriors. And this one had 21 points, seven assists, five rebounds. He had one dumb shot where he just looked off Steph Curry. Steph Curry gets upset afterwards and throws his mouthpiece at least toward the stands. I don't know how far it went, but that's an automatic ejection. There is no excuse for it. Like you can't work yourself around that. Um, and, and Steph, he knows the rules. Like he he knows this is not his first rodeo with this mouth guard. I think we either got to get him one of those chains. You know, I I know you played football. You know the chain, so you could drop the mouthpiece and it falls yeah. out and doesn't go anywhere. Or he's got to ditch the mouthpiece. He clearly just can't be trusted with it. But Steph Curry also. Decent game, 34 points. I mean, he did the stuff that we expect from him. Clay Thompson, 24 points, 5 of 10 from 3. And Clay really was the guy that kept him going, especially after Steph left. Uh, kept those guys steady, hit a 
big three late. And, you know, I it made me think, what would this team look like if Clay hadn't turned it around? I mean, early on in the year, he was struggling so much. And now he he just he looks like Clay Thompson again, and, and they need him. He was a really important ally for them, considering how aggressive uh, the Grizzlies played um, Steph and, and JP tonight. So I thought that was really important for them. Even looking at Dante DiVincenzo as well, it felt like he had – I mean, he only finished with eight points tonight, but he had two or three really well-timed cuts that you know opened up as, as he got to the rim. Um, obviously, Grizzlies without Steven Adams tonight, so Xavier Timmel was filling in. And I think you see some of the uh, missing pieces for them right now just on the bench. I think that they were really lacking in terms of having that extra scoring. Like, Zaire Williams has been a little bit off of late. He didn't really have it quite going tonight. Santi Aldama brought a little bit for them, but I think they were, again, they were just list, missing a little bit of that extra punch off the bench. Yeah, they made the decision to start Brandon Clark uh, in place of, of Steven Adams. He had 19 points, he had eight rebounds, and he had game-tying dunk. So John Morant, you know, Grizzlies down two on their final possession, and, and John Morant drives to the basket, draws the defense, and we all expect Ja to take the shot. It's what he does, but... Makes a really nice wraparound pass. Brandon Clark there with the timely dunk. And Ja, by the way, 29 points, 12 assists in this game. I mean, he was doing the stuff that we expect from Ja. I mean, he was fantastic. Jaron Jackson, 17 points, six rebounds. But he fouls out in only 28 minutes. And by the way, an effective 28 minutes, plus seven in those 28 minutes. He continues to dominate when he's on the court. But you can't foul out of the game, you know, in these crucial moments, Mark. And this is a... You know, this is a theme with him in his career, but he, in particular, this time it was egregious. He fouls out, you know, at the other end of the court, he he's away from the play. And, and this is the sort of stuff that if Memphis wants to make a deep playoff run, they actually specifically need Jaron Jackson Jr. to clean that up because he's their best defender. I mean, he might be the best defender in the league right now that he can't be fouling out like this. Yeah, without a doubt. It was really frustrating for him, especially because he was having a good offensive game as well. Um, like he had really had this under control for the most of the season, but then the last two or three weeks, it's kind of reverted back a little bit. So it's been, you know, frustrating from just an analysis standpoint. But exactly like you mentioned, I mean, you just can't replace what he brings when when he has to get taken off the court. Yeah. And uh, again, man, rivalry week. It's great, but Memphis has to start winning some of these games for this to actually be a rivalry, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, man. In Philadelphia, Ben Simmons played. And so did Joel Embiid. Surprisingly, a last-minute addition. Uh, we didn't think he was going to play, and I was like, ah, Mark, we don't have to watch Brooklyn and Philly. We get saved from all of these free throws. But we didn't. 41 to 41 was the score at the end of the first quarter, which felt like it took about two hours, Mark. It definitely took yeah. days off my life. But Philadelphia winds up winning this game, 137-133. The Brooklyn Nets, without Kevin Durant, have proven to be incredibly resilient. And I want to start there because they were in this game. They fought and clawed to stay in this game. And I was just so impressed with the way that Kyrie Irving and Nick Claxton especially played down the stretch. Having Seth Curry off the bench is just what a luxury. But I want to give praise to the Brooklyn Nets. They're missing their best player. And they continue to stay in these games with contenders. I mean, Joel Embiid was in this game. This wasn't a diminished Philadelphia 76ers team. Shout out to Brooklyn, man. They're playing good basketball right now. Yeah, I mean, exactly like you hit on. Uh, Nick Claxton was 
awesome tonight. Um, you know, he got into foul trouble a little bit for that. I mean, playing against Joel Embiid most of the time in one-on-one defense, it's going to be really difficult to stay out of foul trouble. Um, but he legitimately bothered Joel at times tonight. Um, offensively as well, he was really important for just opening things up for, you know, it feels like I'm watching them play mover blocker sometimes when they have Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons on the court together offensively because they're just not getting treated like threats. So I think, you know, seeing how aggressive he was trying to attack on the roll and find pockets was really important for them as well. Had four of their six offensive rebounds. Um, he's just having a splendid season. I think tonight was a real encapsulation of that. Yeah, he finished the game with 25 points, 11 rebounds. He was 11 of 12 from the field. And Kyrie with 30, 10 assists, 9 of 15 from the field. Extremely efficient. They just didn't have enough to get it done. And, you know, look, man, it's going to be tough when you have a guy like Tyrese Maxey just coming out as a flamethrower, 27 points off the bench, 6 of 9 from 3. The sort of aggressiveness that we want to see out of Tyrese Maxey, especially when he's out there without Harden and without Embiid, as he was for, for stretches in this game. James Harden had 23, 7 assists. Joel Embiid with 26, 10 rebounds. And, and the Sixers have continued. Uh, this is a continuation of the run that they've kind of been on here lately where they just are handling business. And, yeah, you could make an argument that they maybe started to, you know, let the game slip away from them late, as Doc Rivers' teams are apt to do. But the difference is Joel Embiid just takes over. And, and that's something that I think is, we're seeing – it evolve even as this season continues where Joel just says no. And then James Harden's fourth quarters have been spectacular. He had a couple threes in, in this one and seems like he's kind of coasting until they get to the fourth quarter. It's very similar to the way he was playing with the Nets early on last year. I, I, I like what the Sixers have cooking. Yeah, it feels like they've really found a groove between he and Embiid. And, um, you know, it's easy to pick it apart from afar. But exactly like you mentioned with with Maxi, I know there were a lot of questions about moving Melton into the starting lineup. And I think it's honestly worked really well, especially considering how well Maxi's taken it in stride um, and just done everything he can to be that spark plug off the bench. Um, exactly like, I mean, the Nets really didn't have a ton of answers for him. They didn't have anybody who could really stay in front of him off the dribble. Um and he was dynamic. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In Portland, Damian Lillard scored a season-high 60 points. He hit nine threes. He was 21 of 29, Mark, to lead the Blazers over the Utah Jazz, 134-124. That's the story from this game. There is no other story. If a guy scores 60, it's the only guy you get to talk about. Damian Lillard looks great. Needless to say, I think he's been hurt the last couple seasons, man. Yeah, it's it's part of what's been exciting this year, just with, with respect to Dame, is seeing him come out on fire the way that he has been pretty much the entire year. 
Um, I think he was a guy that I looked at as maybe being a regression candidate, just coming off of injury, um, not really knowing what this Blazers team was going to look like. And to be fair, they've they've been on a bit of a skid lately, even on a homestand. Um, don't tell Dame that because he was awesome tonight, exactly like you mentioned. Um, it feels like every year, I think this is the farthest that we've gotten in without a does Damian Lillard really want to be in Portland peace? And uh, he's doing his best to keep it from happening again. Well, I just don't know how many times the guy has to tell us. I mean, he, he <laughs> literally, like, we go through this every single year. Maybe the one year that he's not telling us, you know, he drops 60 points. Maybe this is the year. Maybe he'll get moved at the deadline or something crazy like that. Just because no one is asking Dame if he wants out. Again, 60 points, 21 of 29. And Mark, my favorite thing, he actually he had, threw up a heave. So he could have been even more efficient on his way to 60 points, which is kind of crazy for a guy who's scoring the majority of his points as a jump shooter. Now, we got to talk about the Lakers because they're starting to get healthy. Anthony Davis comes back, scores 21 points in his return from that right foot injury. Um, He's the big news as far as I'm concerned for the Lakers because Anthony Davis needs to be as close to 100% as he could be if the Lakers actually want to make a run for one of these play-in spots or even potentially a playoff spot. I thought he looked pretty good physically. He he didn't start the game because they wanted to make sure that he had the minute availability to, to close the game in case they needed it because they need to win all these games, especially against these bad teams. But it's good to see Anthony Davis out there. 21 points, four blocks, 12 rebounds. Um, you know, I'm not going to say he looked like he didn't miss a beat, but he certainly put up some numbers like a guy who hadn't been out very long. Yeah, I mean, they won his minutes pretty significantly, uh, which was uh, necessary considering what the, some of the starters looked like. I, um, you know, I've, I'm interested as well. I, they they paired him and Rui a little bit tonight. I want to see more of that moving forward. I'm interested to go back and re- rewatch some of these minutes and um, kind of decipher that as much as you can from, you know, what, what this Spurs team is right now. Um, but they are finding some things. The, Russ had a solid game tonight. Uh Dennis Schroeder, again, not not his best game, but they keep getting a little bit out of him that I, I think you you weren't quite expecting for some of that oomph this year. Patrick Beverly's been a lot better um, over the last month or so. And I think you just – you can slot LeBron a little bit back down compared to where he's been. I mean, he's been on a, on a, on a wild tear since the start of the new year. And um, we just don't really see guys who are 38 years old put up stretches like this. So I think to, to to get some of the reinforcements back has been necessary. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Rui Hachimura making his Lakers debut. He had 12 points. He had six rebounds. One of three from, from downtown was a game-high plus 17, which is a great sign. Again, single game plus minus doesn't mean everything, but it does mean um, you know when you're out there, your team is playing pretty well. So good to see Rui out there. I, I thought he looked good running out in transition. It's nice to see another athlete out there, especially with LeBron on the court. We know what LeBron can do in transition. He actually found Rui for uh, a transition layup in this game, and, and the pass came in a little bit hot. Rui looked like he wasn't quite ready for it, but uh, I, I think he'll be up to speed pretty quickly uh, given his athleticism. And, and you mentioned minutes with him and Anthony Davis on the court. I think that those are going to be massive for them. Now they actually have, uh, it seems like a little bit of a rotation where at least they've got some big bodies. Now, Hachimura is not going to defend for you very well, and he's not going to really space the floor. But he can be an energy energy guy. He can rebound, and his catch and shoot is okay. So I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what this looks like. You know, if they can actually get healthy, get Austin Reeves back, 
I mean, I'm not saying that this is like a, you know, a top four team in the West. I'm not saying this is a title team, but it's a better basketball team than they were in November 1st. Easy, easy to say that, right? Yeah, that's a win for them, and that is a win for us as someone who has to watch them. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Mark Schindler, I'm Dave DeFore. Mark, let's get out of here. Ding, ding, y'all. <laughs>